If you think reading is for nerds, then you are right. But you want to know what is not for nerds? Having someone read to you. That's when Audible comes in. Audible is full of audiobooks for you, and our listeners can step up and get a 30-day free trial. That's right, 30 days. Some even call that one month. Just go to audibletrial.com slash live from the 815 and receive your free 30-day trial to get today. Again, that is Audible Trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash live from the 815 and get your free 30-day trial today. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store. Episode 38, live from the A15 podcast. Thank you for joining. 38 is clearly the uh, Kwame Brown in 2008 episode, right? Is, is <laughs> yeah, that right? we were all looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Not the Kurt Schilling episode, the Kwame Brown episode. He's an asshole, so we didn't pick him. We're going the former number one overall pick, Kwame Brown. So uh, it's, it's Jake. You've heard him speak already. I'm Colton. I have also spoke already. That's how we do it here live from the 815 podcast. Um, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening on 12 on Sports Radio, on uh, iTunes, and uh, in your hearts, I guess. I guess that works. Okay, cool. <laughs> we have a great episode. March Madness is upon us. We have. Um, you just want you just want to dive head first into uh, March Madness. Did you know what's going on? Yeah, I think I heard a little something. Uh, breaking news, I heard a 16 beat a 1. I don't know if anybody's heard that. That happened. Yes, we, which you sort of heard first here on Live from the 815 podcast. Uh, yeah. Gus Kearns told us that, that this was going to be the year, and he predicted the wrong 16 seed, but it happened. Uh, what was it, the Maryland-Baltimore College Golden Retrievers? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> and they, uh, they didn't just beat them. They demolished them by like twenty points. Beat the shit out of them. Seems to be a a, what what am I going to call it? A trend in this tournament of just upsets dominating. You know, the underdogs just dominating the the good teams like Arizona, who I had in my championship game in my bracket, got destroyed in the first round. It was smoked by Buffalo. Yeah, like almost usually upsets happen with buzzer beaters. It's almost always a buzzer beater. But this year, it's just 20-point blowouts by way lower-ranked teams. So the, There was one buzzer beater. Um, Michigan beat Houston. I had a good amount of money on it. I've had a good amount of money on a lot of games. I've lost a lot of games. Um, Zona, <laughs> Michigan State, Xavier, UNC, Cincinnati, Virginia, all losses? going down. What was that? Did you lose money on those ones? Yeah, I, I lost money on, on, on all of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where did you make money this tournament? I have won three bets. One, I was a little too intoxicated, and I added an extra zero. Oh, that's yeah. always 
The it best was, mistake. It was, uh, instead of a $30 bet, it was a $300 bet on Marshall taking down Wichita State. So thank the Lord that Drunk, <laughs> Colton, Drunk Colton got a hit. And um, I, I'm pretty much even right now, which is incredible. But I, so I was. I would shout out to Gus Kearns, though. He definitely predicted that one. He did. He told us Marshall was going to beat Wichita State. He did, yeah. He was, he was the reason why I uh, jumped in on it. Um, felt really good about it. Didn't feel three hundred dollars good about it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, here we are. I'm probably the richest man in Myrtle Beach. Gus also told us though that Loyola was not gonna win. But what do we see? Loyola's going to the Sweet Sixteen. What is it? Sister like Teresa? Is that her name? Sister uh damn it, I don't know. I should I know, know, but she yeah, the cutest really... thing I've ever seen in my life. She's adorable. Did you see her correct that reporter a few days ago? Yeah. She's like, you've gone uh, worldwide. She's like, oh, man, I correct you. I'm an international superstar. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> the reporter said, how does it feel to be a uh, national phenomenon? He said, and she was like, sir, uh, it's more like international phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. It's like, boom, she's like 98. She's bringing the heat. She's the cutest Badass. thing in the world. She's got big old balls. Big old balls. She's, she's tight with, with God. Shout out to God. Nobody ever uh, brings him up, but, you know. Yeah, in sports especially. Especially in sports. I think we we can be the first person, like the first uh, bring up God in sports podcast. Yeah, it never talked about, especially athletes, never talk, never bring it up. Um, so I didn't really gamble, but I, my bracket, I did have Michigan State beating Arizona in the championships. So Good. It's um, going well. It's yes. going real well. Yes. Uh, um, Michigan State got just destroyed. I watched them fall to Syracuse. They missed their last 13 shots. I watched 13 shots in a row, doink off the rim, and it was absolutely infuriating. They should have beat them by 10, but they just kept missing open shots. It was unbelievable. The fact that we didn't see the Syracuse run coming, especially since every single person who <laughs> knows anything about any sport ever was yes. saying that uh, Syracuse had no reason being in there. I should have clearly seen them just cruising to the, to the uh, Sweet 16. That's a great point. And we are I idiots. don't know why I put my faith in Tom Izzo. He fucking blows it every year. Every year in the tournament, they should make it far, but they always lose. So that's probably my last time picking Michigan State with under Izzo, if yeah. it's not his last year. So Also, it is uh, breaking news that... Every single person's bracket is bad, all right? I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I am, if you tell I'm, me you have a good bracket, I'm going to say bullshit. I'm obviously, I am doing a uh, sports podcast with Jake LaRue over here, and we are going to talk about our brackets. If you don't <laughs> like it, just fucking get out of here. But if I'm <laughs> in public if I'm in public, and you want to start some sort of small talk with me and be like, hey, man, how's your bracket? Dude, it's fucking bad. What do you expect? Yeah. Do you think I was just sitting there like, oh, yeah, I really like the uh, UMBC uh, Golden Retrievers to take down the number one team in the country. I uh, really like them. Dude, fuck fuck you. Every single person has the same like three or four different teams in their championship. I get it. It's it's hard. (laughs) I think I saw that uh, four of the seven most selected teams to win the championship are eliminated. With Virginia, Michigan State, Arizona, and Xavier. Yeah, we've only played two rounds, people. Two yeah, rounds. Oh, and Cincinnati. Like, and then we got the two seed Cincinnati. You got UNC. It's unbelievable. 
a lot of bad teams are beating a lot of good teams. It's called March Madness, not March very average time of the year. That was that pretty was good, slick. huh? That, that was really, really slick. <laughs> yeah, I do what I can. I'm I'm really clever, really funny. But yeah, March Madness is 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 literally something that kind of pisses me off every single year, and I'm getting more and more tired of people talking to me about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so bad at it too. Like I usually like I try to do a lot of research, but every year I'm like, oh, you know, this makes a lot of sense. You know, this team matches up well. Nothing. I'm I'm so fucking stupid. Like I blow the bracket every year. I can never make it through the first day without my bracket being busted every yeah. single year. And this year, the last game of the first day, fucking Arizona loses. Well, well, there's like there's like different kind of people every single year that like piss me oh. off. There's the people who who will cheer as hard as they've ever cheered. Like me <laughs> cheering for Game Seven of the World Series 2016. But it's just like Oklahoma and Rhode Island, and I'm like, oh, do you have Rhode Island going to the uh, Final Four? No, I have. I have them losing next round. I just really want a a perfect bracket, dude. Do you understand how many more games are in this tournament? Yeah, and every time we do a bracket challenge, like the first round games don't matter. It's just how many elite eights you get in there, and if you get your championship right. That's whoever gets the champion usually wins. Yes, yes, that's it's literally it doubles in points every single time. Another yeah. another person I really hate is when um, it's like three games into it and someone comes up to me and be like, oh, do you have a bracket this year? I'm like, yes, I have a fucking bracket. <laughs> well, um, I'm like tied for third in my pool. Dude, It's there's three games and they're all at halftime. I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, who do you have winning? They're like, I don't care, but like I'm in third right now. This is great. Dude, I'm going to punch you in your neck. That's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm still a little hungover from my Myrtle Beach weekend, so I'm just gonna rant, rant and rave here. <laughs> Angry. Um, tournament starts back up on Thursday. Uh, Loyola is the first game versus Nevada, so it's an eleven versus seven seed. Yes. I I'll point it. out the whole South bracket, the four teams that made it out. I think this is the first time ever that there isn't a one through four seed in there. It's a nine versus five and an eleven versus seven. And the five's uh, Kentucky, right? Yes. There is no doubt in my mind Kentucky is going to the to the championship. No doubt. Well, Again, we should have seen this coming. Everyone, well, everyone said Kentucky was bad all year. They'll have to make it through either Michigan, Gonzaga, unless both of them lose, which is probably likely. Which, which might happen. I, I mean, I can I can call the guy that was in that was in third place after two games and then ask it ask what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah, we're going to have a fucking Syracuse Loyola cha- or like Kansas State championship and we're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone <laughs> always says that they love upsets, but if it's the championship and it's going to be like shitty teams like you were just saying, I can't can anyone name anybody except Michael Beasley that has ever attended the school of Kansas State? <laughs> except Michael Beasley? Uh I'm there was that one white guy a couple years ago. That one white guy. Was, yeah. I'm, it was yeah. really good. And then he transferred to uh, Gonzaga probably. <laughs> I don't think so, but um, yeah, it's gonna. It, we could be cursed to a terrible uh, championship, but it's probably gonna be Kentucky versus like Duke. I, I think is, it's gonna be Kentucky Duke. Didn't I predict that to Gus Curtin's? It's gonna be a Kentucky Duke one, and it's just maybe. But um, unless anyone uh, listens back to it, they're not gonna prove us wrong. So we're gonna say, yeah, that's what. That's what yeah, I predicted that. Yeah. so I'm still on, even though my bracket I have like. Like three of my elite eights left, and 
one of my final four left. So even though I just rant about people telling me how their bracket's doing, I I entered our bracket in the twelve ounce sports radio ESPN group. Yeah, and we are in dead last. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, we are in dead ass fucking last. Place. <laughs> I I got one second round game right. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's actually like the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think I'm good enough to actually put money that I actually work and earn on these games. Yeah, you know, I think we should get something, some sort of notoriety if we come in dead last. It's it's one of the most impressive feats I've ever had in my sports history of talking or knowing about sports. Awesome job. Awesome job. Thank you so much. Um, uh, yeah, your bracket, you're doing really bad, but you still have Duke uh, winning. Yeah, right that, now. that was the only game I I had right in the uh, yeah, second round in, for the bracket that I submitted. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> brutal out here, folks. Every single fucking one. Um, also, I I also love that my sister called me and she I told her to pick all favorites in the first round, and then just pick whoever the hell you want from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she was telling me the teams, like, because she was picking them when I was, like, on the phone with her. Yeah. And the teams that she picked was, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try and pull this up right now to see if, if it's right. But I'm pretty sure all four of her teams are still in it. It was, like, Texas Tech, um, Gonzaga, Kansas State. It was, like, it was teams like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I know one was Texas Texas Tech was in there, which is uh it was like Texas Tech, Kansas, West Virginia, Kentucky. And like that that's going to be the final four cuz my sister picked it. Yeah. And she's going to win like millions of dollars. <laughs> no, I it's I feel like everyone anyone who ever wins the bracket, you have to not know anything about college basketball cuz if you know anything, you're, you're going to be led astray to what's going to happen. Exactly. 100%. Everything I thought I knew went wrong. It was so bad. So, uh... The only time I've ever been anything close to good was two or three years ago when, when Villanova won. I had three of the final four and Villanova winning, and I got, like, 79th place on ESPN. <laughs> nice. That's Which was, fucking incredible. It was so cool. Like, I was way, way too fucking excited. Yeah, um, I know for a fact our mutual friend and not listener to the podcast, Brock. Yeah. Uh, one one year I did a bracket with him. He had all four number one seeds in the final four. I was like, that is so lame. It's like, what? It makes sense. Yeah, you jackass. And that was the first time in history that not a single number one seed made the final four. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Brock. Yeah, fuck you, Brock. Yeah. If if any of you are listening and you know Brock, text him a fuck you and then tell him I'm sorry, but seriously, fuck you. Yeah, seriously though. Cuz yes. he's not he's not listening to this. So, we'll no, have to tell him. <laughs> he wouldn't even listen to it when I lived one wall away from him. Yeah, he would hear the background noise. Yeah, he would like he would hear me recording it and still not even like uh, come close to to listening. So that's when you know you found yourself a great best friend. But, <laughs> but that um, but that's just uh, March Madness in a, a nutshell. From here on out, let's just see who the fuck is gonna make a run. 
Loyola. Loyola. I'm rooting Loyola all day, every day. Oh, they are my team. Kansas State, Kentucky, Loyola, or Nevada. These teams are going to – Florida State's probably going to the Final Four. Texas A&M's got to – oh, my God. I mean, the Michigan game, did you talk about that? Yes, Michigan-Houston, I lost. Cool buzzer beater. I was Michigan. in, I was in a bar, and um, I lost on a buzzer beater. I had Houston money line, and people may say gambling is bad, but a great way to bond at a bar is just to have a bunch of gamblers lose on a heartbreaking fashion, <laughs> and just like like you can just my hand was like on my head. I looked exactly like. A fan does when a buzzer breeder goes in and they like show them on TV. And they immediately show them to the world. Yeah, and like everyone just like including myself, when I see these people on TV, I just get really pissed off. And I'm just like, dude, fucking close your mouth, you're on TV. Yeah, that's exactly what I look like. But I I made so many friends that night because yeah, like, you can definitely get your money's worth get sports gambling. Just don't put more than you're willing to lose. Because that's that's the only thing. I mean, because if you're gambling, you can be into any game. Did you see the finish to that? What was it? The Seton Hall game? Seton Hall, NC State? No, the one where it didn't matter and they just chucked up a three at the end. Yeah, I lost I lost that game. You Providence. lost money on that? Oh Providence. my! It was Providence-Texas A&M. Yeah, everyone was freaking out because this team had lost. And the, there was like four seconds left. The they final score the was, so it was the uh, Texas A&M-Providence game out. I'm pretty sure. Final score was like 73, 68, or 69, I think. Yeah, and the plus minus was four and a half. Yeah. So, I fucking lost because I'm the, cause it, is, it was like a nine-point, or a seven-point game. A three does nothing, obviously. Four seconds left. The guy is just like like dribbling around. He takes this like complete fadeaway into the fourth or fifth row, three ball, banks it in as time expires. Yeah. It meant absolutely nothing to the game, but it meant millions of dollars worldwide <laughs> just switching hands. It was uh, unbelievable. That is, yeah, that is such a gambling fucking story, and it sucks. <laughs> that was strictly, like, nobody cared. Nobody, before gambling, nobody would have cared. But um, now everyone cares. Did you know that our uh, Supreme Court is voting whether to make sports gambling, like, legal, basically, they everywhere? If dude, anybody can become president of the United States if they just make sports gambling legal. Why? Well, what does that have to do with president? Because oh, you, oh, you say if yeah. I become president, I'll make sports gambling legal, or if I become president, I'll make weed legal. See, but they can't do that. I mean, they can say that, but it's the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's voting on it. I think it's Thursday whether sports gambling can be legal, and it would make sense because then they could tax it. Exactly. I think it was like. Five billion dollars legally bet last year, but they estimated it was over a hundred billion actually bet. You can tax that, and you can tax weed, and boom, it you make so much money. Yeah, we're just debilitating ourselves, and that's why we're broke because we're not using any of the stuff that can make us money, which is gambling and pot. <laughs> okay, so uh, one one final thought here on on March Madness, my bracket. Is in fifteen point nine millionth place. Wow! Oh, I, I gotta check the ESPN tournament challenge. Yeah, I'm in fiftieth plus. That is laugh out loud funny. <laughs> How do you find out exactly where you are? Uh, it it just says it right there next to your percentage. I'm in the eighth percent. Like I'm I'm only beating eight percent of people. Fifty nine yeah. or fifteen point nine million place. That's impressive. I mean, how many people joined? 17 million? I, th- I think that's what I 
I think that's what I heard too. That's actually incredible. Like we should that that should be our stat of the day right there. But you're in fifteen point nine millionth place. God, yeah, I want to see. Let's see leaderboard. This is electric stuff. Uh huh. I'm in the forty fourth percentile. Fuck. Wait, what what percentile were you in? Because I had a eighth. Uh, eighth. Well, I have an all like upset where I had Alabama winning. And I was just picking like crazy for fun. That's in the seventh percentile. So I yeah, I am in. This is my serious one that I actually really really thought of. Fifteen million eight hundred seventy third, five hundred first place. Wow, that's incredible. I I think I I read that very wrong, but I do not care. <laughs> All right, well that that wraps up a little uh, March Madness talk. I'm sure yeah. we'll. I'm sure we'll talk. We'll talk about it again. Yeah, mine's boring. I'm only in like two hundred seventy-six thousandth place. Yeah, like boring. Yeah, you loser. You loser ass <laughs> bitch ass bitch. Yeah. Stupid yeah. ass bitch. Crazy bitch. <sighs> All right. Well, the NFL free agency is is still cooking up a little bit. Jordy Nelson, aka my twin, uh, signs <laughs> with the Oakland Raiders. Jake, does it hurt that it's officially over with Jordy? Uh, well, yes, and but I'm also very happy it's the Raiders. We seem to have some sort of funnel where our players go to them. Like James Jones did the same thing. We took Charles Woodson from them, got him a Super Bowl, and then sent him right back home. So we have a real like bloodline with the Raiders, and I like the Raiders. So I'm hoping he succeeds. Um, I doubt he will. But uh, I saw a tweet the other day, and it said, because Jimmy Graham's contract is finagled in a way, where he's only making five this year on the cap. Okay. So it was, I think it was like a hundred thousand dollar difference between the cap total from Jimmy Graham and Muhammad Wilkerson, as from what we saved from cutting Jordy. So we got two starters for Jordy, which you know he goes down in a blazing fire, and uh, I love him. <laughs> he's the best Packers receiver ever, and I'm sad, but we have to move on. Um. So like I. Like I've been saying, I was in Myrtle Beach over the weekend. I drank quite a bit. Wasn't paying attention too too heavily to sports. What was going on with uh, the Kyle Fuller deal? Ah, yes, the Packers. I got an update on my phone that they uh, that Fuller had signed an offer sheet with the Packers. Now, what that means is the Bears put out a restriction on him where they would get a chance to match any contract, and they literally have to sign. Exactly, the Bears have to sign exact the exact contract the Packers worked out with him. So the Packers worked out a contract with Fuller. He liked it. He signed it, and uh, then the Bears decided to match it. It makes him a top five paid corner in the NFL. It's uh, not a ton of guaranteed money. A lot of people are saying it's a good deal. So, uh, but if Fuller, you know, just had a flash in the pan year last year, you're still going to be in some cap trouble. But. Uh, you didn't lose them. You didn't. Bears didn't lose anybody this free agency. They only added people. So yeah, uh, yes, but that makes sense because they're paying a quarterback not that much, and they don't have a lot of talent. Yeah, we just from, we cut everybody that we were paying basically. Yeah, exactly. That comes from winning three games. Five, and thank you. Five this year. Sorry, three. Five so and eight, eleven. Two years. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry to disrespect. Um, so yeah, and the you know so the Packers almost had a corner 
the second cornerback <laughs> on the roster. That was, ex- that was almost exciting for you. That was almost exciting, but then we, we still only have one corner, and he was a rookie last year who got injured. So, Ooh, there you go. That's very exciting. Yeah. And uh, we also let our strong safety, Morgan Burnett, walk, and he went to Pittsburgh, and he just signed a contract for, I think, three years, like $15 million. So only about five million a year. I really, I'm really surprised he went for that cheap. He was actually really good. I wish the Packers would have kept him. But uh, now we have no defensive backs. It's actually a little scary. We're this late in the free agency, and the Packers have a free safety in one corner. It's right balls now. move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what our plan is, but oh I really, well. I really don't know either. Um, when is when's Aaron Rodgers' deal up? A.K.A. when is he going to New England? He's not going to New England. He's supposed to sign his contract. There was rumors he was waiting until Cousins signed his, but I think he's waiting until Matt Ryan signs. He's going to sign for, like, you know, $1 more a year. And uh, he's just going to be the most heavily paid contract or quarterback in the league, quarterback ever, because we break that record every few months. Yeah. The highest paid player in the history of the NFL, which is funny. But um, it's like... It's like saying, what's the best outfield catch you've ever seen in baseball? It's just basically whatever the one you you saw last. You just saw, yeah, because there's, there's just hundreds of amazing. You'll see some some great catch, and like, that's the best catch I've ever seen. It's like that, but with hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess the final note here is Joe Thomas retires. He's a total legend. I love him. He went to Wisconsin. I have his poster. He is like the definition of a man in every way. He made, what was it, 400 straight starts and had nine Pro Bowl or all pros, nine all pros at 11 years, which is unbelievable. And the whole time he was on the worst franchise in sports history. Yeah, and he didn't care. Now he has a tweet where he's he's just switching roles from Brown's starting left tackle to Brown's number one super fan. So... Joe Thomas is a legend. He loves Cleveland. He's staying there. Yeah. Think about that. The whole time he's in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. And he loves it. I mean, he was the guy who got drafted third overall, and this was back when everyone went to the draft. If you were going to get drafted in the top ten, you were at the draft. And Joe Thomas went fishing with his dad. Yeah, he was- had a hammer out there. And they're like, hey... You got picked by the Browns. He like pulls up a trout. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of so, like in uh, Tommy Boy. <laughs> exactly. So the NFL just got a whole lot less manly with him retiring. Yes, yes, they did. Um, yeah, he was he was basically the uh, first one to do that. And like, anytime you ever talk about anybody not attending the draft, they'll say, "Oh, he he pulled a uh, Joe Thomas." Yeah, I mean, well, most kids now are just watching it with their family, which isn't pulling a Joe Thomas. You have to go somewhere and be to- totally not give a shit to pull a Joe Thomas, you know? Which like, I th- you can't be, like, at home with your family watching it closely. That's not Joe Thomasing it. you got to be doing, like, you could be doing something manly. That's, that's if the you're end. the Browns, you have to only draft people who do that because that's the only <laughs> way that you can succeed in Cleveland. It's, it's going to really restrict their draft, but I mean, that, that's a great strategy. It's one for one so far. Also, I guess the uh, NFL draft is getting a little heated with um, nobody has any idea who's going where because the Jets trade-up's number three overall. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a quarterback run. Uh, the Bills are stuck at 12, and they're apparently they're trying to trade up. 
Um, I'm excited. I love these quarterback prospects with uh, Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, DraftJoshAllen.com, um, and Lamar Jackson, my boy Lamar Jackson. Fun fact, he has more rushing yards and touchdowns than Saquon Barkley in his career. They played the same amount of years. Not And in college, bad. when you get sacked, that counts for negative rushing yards. Lamar Jackson's stupid. He's yeah. stupid. Well, uh, I can't wait for people to watch him on the bench and then see, be like, yeah, well, why doesn't he just like go play receiver? Yeah, no, he's going to be a quarterback. He's damn good. I like, love Lamar Jackson. Like, feel like uh, TJ Yates has started uh, playoff games. You're yeah. you're trying to tell me that t- like uh, Lamar Jackson can't go in and like be the Houston Texans like sixth sixth quarterback and and have more wins than uh, TJ Yates. I mean, there's a ton of teams that need quarterbacks. You know, like the whole draft is looking for quarterbacks. Uh, the pe- most people want Lamar Jackson to sit a year. I'm thinking like the Broncos. They just signed uh, Case Keenum to like a two year contract or whatever. Yeah, have Case Keenum. You know, dredge your team along. And uh, let Lamar Jackson learn a little bit. Correct. Yeah. Um, Deep in the mile high. Who did? So the Jets have McCown and Teddy Bridgewater, and now they're going to draft a quarterback, you think? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if they trade up to three for, like, a guard or a running back, they're really fucking stupid because they gave up a lot. And that's, you know, I'm sorry, a running back is not – I mean, maybe it's – if he's – the greatest of all time, then yes, it's, it's worth it, but... But nowadays, it's, it, that's only like six, seven years. You draft a quarterback, you have him for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, well, that's what people say, but then you look at Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy... Uh, uh, These are like two like, outliers. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean, I'd say a lot of... Yes, a lot of guys, but some superstars, when you're a freak athlete, I think there's a lot of freak athletes. And I think there's going to be some of this running back crop that ends up playing for 10, 12 years. You're just like, what the hell? You can always you know? just like take that argument and say you could you could have a LaShawn McCoy in the top five, or you can have a like a, a Jordan Howard come out of the was he fourth round? Yeah, you could, but those are more rare. And Saquon Barkley is like legit. I mean, it's right in front of your faces. So um, yeah, but like I wouldn't trade up for that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, no, if they trade, exactly, I agree, though, but, I mean, this guy, I love Saquon Barkley, I just think, I don't know, it's going to be funny to see what the Giants are doing, because I'm sure the Jets tried to move up to two, you know, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they, and the Giants stayed put, so if they rejected that those trade-offs, it goes the same way for the Giants, if they rejected the trade-offers because they want to take a guard or a running back, they're out of their minds. And if it's if it's quarterback quarterback two three those two are going to be the, maybe the most linked quarterbacks in like in football. You know history. what's fun? It'll be quarterback quarterback quarterback. One hundred percent, it'll be quarterback quarterback quarterback. And then it's the Browns again. Yeah. So those three quarterbacks will be linked for the first time. There's I don't think there's ever been three quarterbacks taken in a row. Uh, there might be. Let's do some stat looking. At, uh, no, who cares? We'll hey, just... hey, research team, get on that. Yeah, we keep talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, it's, I'm almost positive it's going to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Because if the Giants stay put and they take a guard, I'm going to flip shit. I mean, Quentin Nelson looks amazing, the guard from I, Notre Dame. I really want Quentin Nelson. <laughs> yeah, on the Bears, that would be really good. Um, did you know he ran the same 40 as Le'Veon Bell? Yes, I did. 
<laughs> That's so stupid. He I mean, is, Bell had a notoriously bad 40, but... He is a sexy machine that, out there, and I would not mind him next to Kyle Long. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Long being the oldest player on the Bears, so you might have to move on from him someday. Yeah, give it like two more years, but whatever. I still love him. I still freaking love him. Yeah. We can uh, stick in the sport of football and move on to a new potential uh, football league coming out. I mean, like... A, a third one. Yes, we've already talked about the XFL on this show. So we're, this is a new one called the AFL. Right? Yep. <laughs> That's the That's one. called the AFL. Yes, it is um, the Alliance for American Football or something like that. Yeah, I think, I think that's Alliance of American Football. Yeah. Um, so. This, so this is going to rival the XFL. I think it's going to be a lot better than the XFL. This, this I seems, can see it. Did you see who it's by? Yeah, it's it's by, uh, uh, what's his name? Dick, Dick Sable, right? Was that his name? I don't know, but it's the son of the guy who did the XFL. No, it, it well, like, who, who did the uh, film on, on yeah, the Yeah, he did the film. Yeah, because... guy who made the film. Yes. <laughs> we know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, totally. No, we're totally on track. Hang on. I definitely blogged this earlier, and I'm going to look this up. Oh, baby. Good call. So we have a little bit of facts on this, because yeah. we did not write anything down. But all I knew is that it had a terrible name, and the AAFL is an awful, awful acronym. Dick Ebersole, who was... I'm pretty sure he was the uh, NFL Films guy. His son is Charlie Ebersole. And he is the creator and CEO of the AAF, Alliance of American Football. Oh, there's no L. No. So it's just AAF. So it's, it's him and its former uh, GM, Bill Polian. They are both the executives. And then, uh, or they're like the both top executives. And then it's Justin Tuck, Jared Allen, and Troy Palomalu are in charge of... Um, Justin like, Tuck. Troy Palomalu and who? Jared Allen. Jared Allen, nice. So yeah, so those three are in charge of like player development and player like like acquisition. Yeah. No, it's because as like, long as there's a league where Johnny Football can play, Johnny this, Manziel. This is, this is the one. This is yeah, the one. The XFL. As soon as they exiled Johnny, I was like, okay, well now you have no league. Sorry, I'm not gonna watch a bunch of do good uh, college you know, four-year seniors who got three catches their whole year play wide out. You know, I'm not going to watch that. Well, the AA, what is it, AAF, they are <sighs> focusing more on, like, player lives. Like, like they don't, the whole thing is to, like, it's one, as a uh, developmental league for the NFL, and two, it is, it's to focus more on, like, the health of players. It's not to make money. Cool. Cool. Um, but I so, mean, they're still, it's, everything's about making money. They can say that, but it's going to be about making money. Well, they said it's, it's more to like give, give the people, um, like a chance. Cause I'm pretty sure Justin Tuck was like a sixth round pick or maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm not getting that wrong, but like Jared Allen was a fourth round pick. Paul Malu was like a second rounder. And, um, it's, it's more to like give those kids a chance and like make sure they don't, they don't just get tossed in some just like semi pro league. That makes sense. You know, there's guys that'll work their ass off till they're great. Look at uh, James Harrison. He wasn't even drafted, and now he can, like, push a truck or something. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. He, so he's got crazy workout videos. So there are a few different rules. I don't know if, if you've seen these yet, but these are some details that we currently know. Um, they Ooh. will kick off a week after the Super Bowl. There there are things wow, called... that's really quick. Yeah, 
There are things called win, bo win bonuses, stat bonuses, which are, are typical, but then something called a fan engagement bonus. There has been no details on that, so I'd, I don't know if that's like social media or if it's like growing a team brand. There will, be, there will be eight teams consisting of a 50-man roster. Cities will be announced in the next few months. Each stadium will offer prices similar to the Atlanta Falcons prices for uh, concessions, so everything is like no more than $5. Everyone should do that. Mm-hmm. There will be no kickoffs or extra points or kickers on the roster at all. Um, ah, interesting. There, since there are no extra points, there must be a, a two-point conversion after every touchdown. There's a 30-second play clock, and players with a criminal record are allowed to play. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there should be exceptions to that, not all criminal records. I think if you murdered someone or if you, you know, there's a lot of crimes, but if you're caught for pot, there should be... You know, like in the other league, the, if you have a single pot charge, you're out. Yeah. You know? So well, well, this league said it was. Uh, uh, Ebersol was in talks for three years before he announced it uh, today. So cool. it, se it seems like cool. it seems like the uh, XFL just just does it and like doesn't actually plan for it. And yeah, I mean, this thing's got to be planned out. As I mean, maybe the XFL caught wind of this. And we're like, shit, let's do it. Let's make a league and announce it first. Yeah. But uh, this league's like, hey, we're, like, ready because we're starting in, like, a year. So Yeah, uh, yeah they have, like, dates planned. CBS is going to show one game a week, and they're going to have the playoffs and championship in primetime CBS, like, Sunday. See, that's a little disappointing for me. I wish it was, like, a, a streaming league where you could – it was all stream – like trying to bring it into the future because I'm so sick. Well, no, every every other game is on CBS Sports. The online, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. So yeah, I like when things are bringing the world into the streaming service instead of paying a million dollars for cable every month. Yep. Because cable sucks dick. Yes, yes it does. Um, so I'm actually pretty excited for this. To be honest with you, it's just like yeah. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> like. They said today in the press conference that a big thing that they're just trying to do is fill a void that people get after the Super Bowl. Like, like you don't have to be a diehard. No, I, I it was looking at fantasy football like the week after the Super Bowl because I missed football. Yeah, exactly. People just miss football because it's like. We should a, get a Rockford team. They well, they were saying that the teams are are going to be like the second or third biggest team in in like in that state. It's it's not going to be like giant cities. Yeah, we're not a giant city, but we're pretty damn big. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the 815 would be a lovely home, and we would be the biggest fans. We would bring you live action. I don't know what we would do, but we I would think, go to those we games. Would, we would call, we would play by play call every single game. Because yeah, we, we had an indoor football team that nobody really cared about. So, I don't know how that would well, actually. We, you can listen to it right here on 12 on Sports Radio if Rockford gets a team. We will step up to the plate. Oh, I'd do it. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that, yes, that would be huge. But uh, next next few months is when they will announce the cities. So I will do some research and see if Rockford is even in the uh, can running. We apply? Huh? <laughs> Damn it! Can we apply or something? Yeah, yeah. Let's get some let's get some buzz going here in the A one five because that would be incredible. What if Johnny yeah. Manziel was the like the Rockford? Oh my Rockford God, River dude. Monsters quarterback. I have a Browns Johnny football jersey. I would flip out, dude. I love me some Johnny foosball. I would shit my pants. That would I would be so pumped. I'd be at every game. You have no idea. Super fans. We would be. What would we? What would we name the team? Rockford River Monsters. 
I think that's awesome. I think that's pretty cool. I, I like I like using the river because you know we used to have the Rockford River Hawks here, even though Rockford that doesn't rivets. make any sense. Rivets. That's a terrible <laughs> name. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, Northwoods League Rockford Rivets. <laughs> like what? Uh, get riveted. That's all I know. Get riveted. Hashtag get screwed. That's that's their hashtag. Anyway, we can uh, kick it off our uh, MLB talk. We're what one yeah, week away. Yeah, a little baseball. We're one week away, baby. This, I'm so pumped. I'm getting the itch so much. Um, oh, the weather's changing. It's getting warm out. It feels like baseball. I'm so excited. Alex Cobb signed today with the Orioles to finish their rotation. I don't know how many more big free agents are out there. Uh, there's a few, I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We probably could have looked that up. Yeah, we didn't do any any research for this one. No. I can talk about the uh, White Sox for right now. We've had a little bit of injury issues, and uh, that is starts with our boy Luis Robert. Luis Robert. Honest, okay, so I've, I keep hearing like podcasts and stuff, and everyone's saying Robert. Yeah, I know, but it was like, because nobody listens to White Sox, like, beat writers. Like, nobody follows them on Twitter. But, like, I do, and they definitely asked him, and it's Robert. Whatever. So. We can we can just call him, like, how he said Mike Stanton for, like, five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until he gets to the big leagues, we, we don't have to say your name right. Correct. That's how it works. But uh, he, uh, I think, something with his finger. He's out for ten weeks. I think he... Uh, he didn't break it, but a ligament damage in his finger. It's not serious, but it's still 10 weeks of development that he's missing. Uh, Nicky Delmonico, the man who has the best baseball name and looks like every baseball player ever. Like, if you were to create a player on MLB The Show and just hit, like, go, 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 and whatever face they give you, that's Nicky Delmonico. Okay. He just looks like a baseball player. It's insane. Uh, but he's hurt. He's out for, like, eight weeks. Jose Abreu, I was watching a spring training game today. He came up limping with a hamstring. Word is he might miss a little bit of time in the regular season. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that, thank God, that spring training is over. I am so sick of it. It's um, okay, okay. Uh, I don't get hurt. <laughs> I don't think there's anything huge coming out of uh, Cubs camp. I do think um, I'm... I think Ben Zobris is going to get a significantly less amount of playing time. They need to figure. I would hope. They, well, well, Baez is the opening day starter. Okay, uh, that's second. Good. They need to figure out how to get Almora and Hap more at bats. They both look incredibly. Can you imagine if it's a Elmore, if it's a Hap in right, Almora in center, a sexy Kyle Schwarber in left? How wet that's going to make the bleachers. That is the sexiest outfield in baseball. They're all in great shape. Albert Almora Jr. is like a male model. And then Ian Happ's like biceps and forearms are like the size of my torso. Ian Happ is a very normal looking guy. Kyle Schwarber is not that handsome. I think you may be swooning a bit. <laughs> Have you seen Albert Almora? That, like I yes, he's handsome. He's I didn't argue looking. that. I purposely didn't argue that one. <laughs> well, I'm only arguing for Happ's arms, Kyle Schwarber's new physique. And um, just the overall attractiveness of the of the team. Um, do you want Do you want to hear a little uh, bold take that I have? What's your bold take? All right. Uh, Addison Russell will not finish the season on the Chicago Cubs. Ooh, I like, like that. How do you like that one? 
I could see it. I mean, future MVP Addison Russell. That's that's if, a big lot. You better be getting a big haul for him. If Addison Russell plays plays like a B plus, if he's like a B minus or better, I'll go I'll go B minus. He's getting traded for like a big haul because he's still super young. He's making no money. He's he's a Gold Glove fielder. He's a great hitter. Yeah, but who are you replacing him with? Put Baez at short. Ian Happ at uh, second. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Russell was like one of the first guys the Cubs brought up yeah. that worked. Yeah, no, and he's and he's really good. And I mean, he's a really good fielder. His hitting still hasn't come around. Everyone promised it would. So that's a little worrisome, and I can see why the Cubs would want to move on. Well, Get here's more hitting in the well, lineup. The thing. He's been dealing with, uh, he said, two separate rumors of uh, domestic abuse that have just never been proven. Ah, well, that's not good. No, it's not. And if there's, I feel like if Theo catches any any wind of that, he's gonna ship him off. Yeah, and this is a this is a strong anti woman beating podcast. So yes, maybe the strongest. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone else argue that they're stronger than us. Yes, uh, we have not beaten a single woman or a man. I, I've never I've never beaten anyone up. <laughs> I got punched in the face at a Joe Jonas concert once. I I too got punched, and I I was also um, I got punched in seventh grade playing basketball. Those are the two times I've ever been punched. So that was cool. <laughs> Notice how we didn't say we punched anybody. I, we're, we're not fighters. I have punched one person in my life. I was at a Fall Out Boy concert, and <laughs> there was a mosh pit. I'm in the mosh pit. Every time I get like pushed to my left, I'm like having a great time. I get I get pushed back to my right. This like four foot five little punk was like elbowing me like in the gut, and he was like he he looked like such a little bitch, and he was like wearing <laughs> eye, like eye makeup and stuff, and I was like I'm gonna punch this guy. I'm gonna feel so strong. So the uh, the mosh pit like like pushed me left, pushed me right, pushed me left again, and I was like rearing back for this punch. And then all of a sudden, I get I get a push back right, and somebody in the mosh pit pushed my arm up in the air, <laughs> and I punched this dude who was like six six in the face, and he looked he looked it was honestly like I punched Brian McCann in the face. <laughs> and like I think he he either thought I punched him in the face or like a butterfly landed on his beard because his his body didn't move at all. <laughs> that's, that's about right. So then he like he like looked around and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna go find that fucking guy that punched you in the face." And I just like watched the rest of the concert from the back. <laughs> it's a good move. I mean, I hate having to push up in a concert, and ending up in like a mosh pity area. I'd rather you know be able to watch it from the back. It doesn't make it better being squished up against the fence, in my opinion. I am now, but like during that, it was it was a Fall Out Boy concert, and I was oh, yeah. pumped up. And Back I, in like high school, I was in the front of like everything. Yeah, same. Learned. And I I hate that now. It's way too cramped and hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about baseball, I think, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were. The it's tr- the trending video out now is the Brewers recreating the scene from the Sandlot Sam where Ham hits a home run, and it's like the best thing I've ever seen, and I absolutely loved it. It sucks how good it is. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it was so perfect. Oh, uh, it blows! I was watching it and, and like I was thinking, man, athletes are usually terrible actors. They usually can't do anything that's funny or have any sort of like timing or charisma. And this yeah. was perfect. The body language they, of well, their team—it's like their general manager wanted to make the Sandlot like squad with uh, Ham being Volk. He looks perfect for it. You got Sogard as squints. Are you kidding me? There's not a better player in baseball for squints. Uh, Yelich looked like a good Benny the Jet. He was a great I, don't know. Benny. I thought he was like 
I don't know. He looked Hispanic. I'm pretty sure he looks he's not. Really, looks super tan. Yeah, yeah. I don't. He I don't really get super it. Tan, black hair. I'm pretty sure he's from California. Though, I don't but, know what. Um, I don't know what the name of the pitcher was, but his his just body language when he laughed. Oh, was, perfect. Was identical. Oh, he he. The pitcher the pitcher nailed it. He totally sold it. Vote nailed it. Um, it was awesome. Timmy, and Tommy the, Timmons nailed it. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, their GM is like. Well, was a little awkward. Their GM is like twenty four years old. He's still like the. He's, I think like all joking aside, he's he's like thirty three. So he was he grew up on the sandlot. Yeah, like he was he was in high That's school picking his players. He he was like in like third or fourth grade when the sandlot came out. Oh my god! So he's definitely influenced by. It. That's awesome though. Uh, that was an awesome video. It sucked. Uh, I'm not scared of him at all. <laughs> They're a good team. I'm excited. They're my second favorite team easily. So, um, Are you, well, they're gonna they're gonna finish five hundred because they're spending too much time making videos. How about that? <laughs> yeah, not not focused enough. If anyone knows anything about not messing around, it's the Cubs. Too much time on, never, on on the internet machine and yeah, the Cubs time. never do any extracurricular activities. You know, they always just strict to business in baseball. That's right. that's Joe Madden's way. From one to ten, rank how good of a of a of a tweet uh, this would be. The Brewers are going to be bad this year because they're spending too much time on the internet machine and not enough time in the uh, hitting machine. Oh, uh, I'm going to give it like a four because like I wouldn't, I'd probably just like read it and then scroll past it. And might I might giggle because it's worded like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worded so good? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so yeah, so uh, take that, Brewers. How about that one? Hell yeah. Well, I guess we can close it off with what everybody in the world is talking about. That <laughs> Tiger Woods is still looking good. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> Jake, what was your favorite part about Tiger Woods this week? My favorite part about Tiger Woods was that I actually turned on golf for like Did you? 20 minutes. Did you? Mm-hmm. Tiger's back. Tiger's back. I mean, that's that's like a clear. I I'm like the goat. Uh, what is it? The groundhog that comes out on Groundhog Day. Once I start watching golf, Tiger's back. Yes. I'm the Groundhog Day. Wait, of Tiger wait. Was. So what came first? You watching golf and then Tiger realizing that he needed to come back, or you are watching it now because Tiger's golfing. I think I'm the watching first one. now because Tiger's back. No, I mean, I, I come out one. like he's not back until I until I start watching. Yeah, I think. I think he was waiting to make his comeback until you started watching golf again. Maybe, but I mean, I wouldn't have started watching golf if he didn't come back, is the point, you know? It was more like, once he was ready, I, I knew when he was ready, because I just started watching golf. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I didn't. Re I don't plan this, it's just like, I, once I turn on golf, it's like, oh, well, Tiger's back, I guess. Yeah, Tiger was again in the running, um... He, I mean, Rory was hot. You can't you can't beat a, a hot Rory too often. And Tiger hit one out of bounds, but he's still he's just out there smiling. He's looking good. He's looking attractive. He's talking about yeah. Like he's his interviews have been good. He doesn't sound like an arrogant asshole. As which much which as he, he he can be. I really don't care anymore. Yeah, but he doesn't. He sounds more humble. It seems. But uh, yeah. Well, isn't wasn't there a story about Rory this week where he tried to ban alcohol? Rory said which, that. The fans are getting too rowdy, so he doesn't want to sell um, liquor. He said, yeah, some guy said his wife's name. Like, oh, my God, you softy. Yes. I'm so – dude, these, these good golfers now have no idea what it's like to be <laughs> in, like in a tournament when Tiger's also in that same tournament. Yeah, they, they just don't get it. It's 
I think it's I think it's more on on their caddies because Tiger's old caddy, who's uh, I think his name's Steve Williams. He caddied. Oh, he like, take people out like left and right. He would like he would like take reporters like ten thousand dollar cameras and just like drop kick it into a pond. <laughs> <laughs> he would, oh my god, it was it was crazy. Like he like one time he like climbed into um, like grandstands to like take some guy's cell phone. He climbed like a like a, a fifteen foot wall. Yeah, you need a badass caddy. Need, that was yeah. a sad day when Tiger Woods split up from his caddy. Yeah. Remember that? Oh man, we all do. <laughs> Legends. <laughs> I'm sorry, like I'm I'm crying a little bit, but I just <laughs> it, I don't know I don't know if, if I told you, but I was I I drank in uh, Myrtle Beach this weekend. Cause <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you mentioned that. You want to talk about that to finish off the show? Um, I mean, well, since since you're forcing me that to talk about it, um, <laughs> yeah. I went on a, a little golf trip. Golf, golf pretty well in the uh, first round of a two-day tournament, and as usual, I did not golf well the second day. Ah, uh, was that because of drinking, do you think? That was 100% because of drinking. Um, didn't have my shoes on the whole time, which is, which I didn't realize how much that hurts until you, like, you sober up. That shit hurts so bad. <laughs> I was, we went out a few uh, weeks, in a, or uh, days in a row. Obviously, St. Patrick's Day, I black out. And I come to, and I'm like running through the woods of, yes. of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I have no idea where I'm at. I'm just covered in mud and like my knees really hurt and my ankle hurts. And it was terrifying. I was so yeah. scared. I was like a 30-minute Uber ride away. From where you were supposed to be? Yeah. That's awful. God. So... <laughs> And that's an expensive Uber in Myrtle Beach near Spring Break. No, it was super cheap there. Everything was really cheap. I mean, I still spent way too much money, but no, yeah, Myrtle Beach. Uh, you made so much on that on that risky bet, so you had money to blow. I sure, <laughs> I, I and I and blow it, I did. That is a fact. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's so it's an even. It's just it works itself out. Have you have you been watching uh, Love yet? <clears throat> nope. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, that's a big no-go. I've been, uh, we just finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and now we're caught up to, like, live television. And live television, you know, I don't want to wait a week to watch an episode. That sucks. Yes, it does. Well, now you can watch Love in about four days. There you go. That'll give me something to watch. I've been saying it for months. I'm going to hop on the, uh, what's it called? Peaky Blinders. Yeah. You still haven't? No, I haven't yet. I just... I get so nervous when I start a really intense show like that. Do you, do you ever get that? Yeah. No, it's a big commitment. To I get so nervous. It's a huge commitment yeah, nowadays. Because like those kind of shows, you have to watch a full season to actually like get everything. And if you watch a whole season and you get everything and you're like, this fucking sucks. Or if you like it, then you have to dedicate a lot more time to it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I don't know. Either I don't know what's scarier. If yeah, either way, it's a it's a big commitment. It's so, like asking uh, a, a woman to marry you, like. I don't know what's Basically. scarier, saying saying yes or no. Exactly. So that would, so me never proposing to anybody. That's how I think of starting a new Netflix show is marriage. <laughs> I'm sure it's very similar feelings. Um, that 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 might be it for for me. What do you got? That's you know pretty much all. What what do you got? Let's close with the uh, with our new segment that is adapted from our old segment. Yeah. The Barry Bonds Crazy Stat of the Week. Because <laughs> we used to have Stat of the Week, but we found out that there's just so... We kept wanting to bring up Barry Bonds, so uh, now it's just Barry Bonds Stat of the Week. It is 
Unbelievable. Um, Jake, yes, Jake, no, you give me your favorite Barry Bonstead. I'll, I'll hit you with mine. Um, okay, well, from 2001 to 2004, I, I didn't bring this one up earlier, but it's actually unbelievable. Uh, Barry Bonds had a higher war than the Mets, Brewers, Royals, Tigers, and Expos. Jesus Christ. He had a, more wins above replacement than those teams. That is banana that, land. That's so stupid. All right, Colton, let me hear yours, because yours did put me on my uh, seat, which I, I was already sitting in. I earlier. don't even remember what, which one it was. It was the one for, or two for four. Oh, the the two for five one. Holy balls. Yeah. So, so this, uh, the palm tree did some math, and he said, if you go two for five with a single and a home run in every single game of the MLB season, you will end up with a worse OPS that year than Barry Bonds did in 2004. <laughs> yeah, that's on-base plus slugging. So that's like the metric for all stats, or all hitting, and, uh... That's just un- unbelievable. That is a 162-game hit streak with two hits a game and a home run every single game. <laughs> unbelievable. Barry Bonds, you are stupid. And that's why we have a segment named after you. Yes. Um, we also, I don't know if you ever looked into Tony Gwynn stats, those things. We also might have to have an honorable mention of a Tony Gwynn stat every single episode. Yeah. Um, in In his total career, how many... Games he played 2000. This is Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn uh, played in 2,440 games. Um, how many of those games do you think he he uh, struck out more than once? Um, I'm gonna go with since you're asking me 150. 34. <laughs> oh my god, I was guessing very low. Yeah, super fucking low. Yeah, Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn just made contact. People do dispute his stats because he, like, never walked. But go fuck yourself if you're telling me Tony Gwynn wasn't one of the best hitters of all time. Like, oh, well, his own base percentage is actually not that impressive. Wait, who said, okay, if, if any... People do say that because his own base percentage, like, for his average, he didn't walk that much. He just, he swung at everything. Yes. But he was one of the best hitters of all time, period. Okay, so you he had, he had 34... Uh, multi-strikeout games. How many four-hit games? Four. Uh, probably more than 34. I'm going to go with 89. 40, no, 100. 45. Oh, damn. So he had he had more games where he hit... He had a better chance in his career... Of getting hit, four hits. ...to get four hits in a game than to strike out twice. Yeah. There's guys who, like, average two strikeouts a game in the majors now. Yes, and they and they get paid like ten million dollars a year. Like, like Adam Adam Dunn had like four hundred strikeouts. Yeah, that that White Sox the year with the White Sox was not pretty. Well, it's it is unbelievable what what Tony Gwynn did for for just like hitting in general. He was so crazy. Yeah, just the best hand eye probably the best hand eye coordination in the history of baseball, I would say. Alright, we are going to close this out with an article that says seven ridiculous Tony Gwynn stats. Oh, we're going to we're diving more into Tony Gwynn. <laughs> yeah, you know, I well, because we already have a whole segment dedicated to Barry Bonds, so we'll get back to him. Oh, we we have like a list of stats from Barry. Um, let's see what we got here. Winner of eight year running time. The most strikeouts he ever had in one season was forty, and oh my God, uh, the least amount of strikeouts that Miguel Cabrera has ever had in a in a season is forty nine. I mean, that's impressive to have a season with 49 strikeouts. Yes. And Tony Gwynn's just, like, embarrassing him. Yes. 
Yeah, in Tony Gwynn's worst season, he struck out less than Miguel Cabrera struck out in yes. his best season. Uh, yes, a triple crown winner, that is. <laughs> he never struck out against Greg Maddox or Pedro Martinez. That's incredible. Uh, he faced Greg Maddox 40, or, uh, 94 times and Pedro 135 times. Oh my god, Pedro couldn't strike him out in 135 at-bats. Greg um, Maddox couldn't in, in like almost 100. And, and those are like the two of the five best strikeout pitchers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, we I've will... I've heard Pedro complain about Tony Gwynn before. Like, damn that, damn that guy with his funny little accent. That was a really good Pedro Martinez. So I know, I was is, practicing. Is that, is, that, is that your final thought, Jake? That's my final thought. <laughs> all right. Um, great final thought. Great episode. The, the Kwame Brown in 2008 episode <laughs> has come to an end. Everyone will remember it. It'll go down in time, just like Kwame's career. Yes. Thank you for listening on 12 On Sports Radio, on iTunes, SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review. Jake, I just realized I never told you. We have merch. What? We are online. 12 On Sports Radio store. Um, just Google that. I don't know the website. <laughs> <laughs> but we have merchandise for life from 815 that you can buy yeah. and wear. Yeah, we should definitely mention that at the top of the show somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, we <laughs> should. That's just thrown in in the last 10 seconds that nobody's listening to. I will cut this and put it, it in, in the beginning. Oh, uh, genius. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Kwame Brown for his great uh, 2008 <laughs> campaign. Yeah. So well, that year he was stellar. So peace. Take a seat. Bye, everybody. Peace, peace, peace. Right over there, sat on the stairs, stay or leave. The cabinets are bare, and I'm unaware of just how we got into this mess. Got so aggressive. I know we meant all good intentions. So pull me closer. Why don't you pull me close? Why don't you come on over? I can't just let you go. I'm losing my mind just a little So why don't you just meet me in the middle In the middle Kitchen floors are wet And taxes still run And dishes are broken How did we get into this mess? Got so aggressive I know we meant all good intentions So pull me closer Why don't you pull me close? Why don't you come on over? I can't just let you go Regardless of my objection